Hey guys, welcome to the Touchdown Table Podcast. As you know by now, free agency is already well underway. There are lots of big signings going on across the league. A few trades here and there too, so tons to talk about, tons to break down. We're also going to get into some draft talk later. I'm going to give you my top five quarterback rankings, and then we're going to do a mock draft review. So tons to talk about here on this week's edition of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to go through these free agent signings quickly because we're going to talking about 27 right now. And who knows, we might even get a live reaction That's what I'm hoping for during this podcast. But we're just going to start in order of the list that I have it down as because we posted, um, we posted things on Instagram talking about um, <clears throat> signings and re-signings that were important. So I'm just looking back at those, um, and we have quotes for each one. So if you want to see those, go check out our Instagram. We're going to talk about each one. At the touchdown table, no caps, no spaces on Instagram. Check it out. That's right. And the first one that's on there, at least that I have here, I don't know if it's in order. But Shaq Barrett re-signing with the Buccaneers, it seemed like, one that was going to happen. I'll just read the quotes that we have here, I guess. Um, so I, I did the quote for this one. I said, this re-sign was a must-make move to keep the foundation of the Bucks defense, or their Super Bowl defense. Um, I think that's very true. It was a lot of money, but worth it, don't you guys think? Yeah, yeah. great that they were able to keep Monte David along with Kag and Chris Godwin. Uh, not much else to say. And Grok. And Grok yes. as well, yes. We'll get to those as we get on with it. Um, Next one, Ryan, you had the quote for this one, so I'll let you take this one away. But you said, for Johnny Smith going to the Patriots, your quote was, Smith provides a much-needed upgrade to a disappointing New England passing attack last year. Pretty simple. It's gotten a lot stronger even as the hours have gone on. But. Yeah, and I, I know I have another quote for the other big, one of the other big signings they make, so I'll get to that later. But, yeah, that quote pretty much uh, is self-explanatory. Their skill positions were not good, and, you know, if it's Cam Newton or a rookie, whoever the answer is in New England, they're going to need a better supporting cast than what, than what they had last year. Okay. Uh, like I, I wish we could talk about them more, but there's so many that we got to go through them quickly. Jordan, you had the quote for this one. Um, this is Matt Judon going to the Patriots as well. I forgot about this one, too. Yeah, got <laughs> there's so many. There's so many, so many signs. Judon is an underrated talent that will help the, help the rebuild in New England tremendously is what Jordan said about that. Um, Jordan, what else do you think about this one? I, as I said, he's underrated. Uh, he also went to Grand Valley State AD. Division two school, which, fun fact, my older brother and Tyler's older brother, he goes there. So a bit more love for uh, Udon just because... Judon. Judon. Well, it's actually, I mean, whatever. Is the J silent? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I'm, I thought it was Judon. I'm not sure. Who knows? It is Judon. We'll figure it out. Uh, anyways, so respect for him. I think he's really good. I think Tyler might have cut it out, but in that quote, he didn't give the full quote of what I actually said. Uh, I also said that they have been in need of an edge rusher for a long time. For a lot of the time, their defense had been good, but it had been good because of the secondary and linebackers. They never really had a fantastic defensive line, and this is the first step towards building that fantastic D-line. Yeah, um, Brandon, you can step in, too, if you want to as well, if you have huh? anything. If you have anything to say about these guys you want to talk about, one, feel free to step in. I'm just reading right. the quotes and then giving it to the person that said the quote. Okay. Okay, next one is um, actually Jordan again. This one is John Johnson, which, by the way, um, whoever named him that, <laughs> think about a better name. <laughs> it's just not very creative. Uh, but, Jordan, you said he's a potential, oh, going to Cleveland from the Rams. Uh, he's a somewhat unknown name that I think will become a star when he arrives in Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's and John Johnson, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, and if that's tough for the Rams, uh, a loss for them, of course, they have a really stacked defense, so they'll be fine. Uh, but he had a, 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 a really good year, a standout year for him, and I'm glad that he got a new deal somewhere else. Uh, Cleveland, they're looking for help in that secondary. They got a young secondary right now with, uh, with Denzel Ward, who's getting better, and, uh, they drafted Fulton, didn't they? No, no Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit is who I was thinking of, which I don't think he got much playing time. No, because he was injured. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they still have... They and, have, um... Carl Joseph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're building up that secondary, and I think Johnson, someone who not many people knew last year, down the stretch, though, we started to learn who he was as we saw some more Rams games uh, on primetime television, and so it was good to see him get a deal elsewhere. I think he'll do some great things in Cleveland. I skipped one, so we'll go back. This was my quote. Um, this one's Jalen Mills, another Patriots addition to that secondary. Actually, this is my quote. I said another great addition to an already elite secondary, making the Patriots even tougher to pass against. They do have one of the best secondaries in the league, and Jalen Mills just makes that even better. The Patriots are going to be exciting. We have, we got more stuff to talk about with them 
um, as we go on with this podcast because they made a lot of moves. But the next move is Joe Tooney to the Chiefs. This was a big one because the Chiefs got rid of a bunch of their offensive linemen. Ryan, you had the quote for this one. Uh, you said Tooney adds a significant upgrade to a rare weakness on the Chiefs roster worth the price for KC. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. My only uh, question, though, is that uh, he played guard in New England, so do they plan on moving him to tackle? Because the guys that they just released, uh, Schwartz and Fisher, were both their tackles. So will they move Tooney to, ta- to tackle? Will they you know, move someone else? Will they draft someone else to, to play tackle? But, Didn't he play tackle in another spot, though, where was before? Well, yeah, he could have. I mean, I just know I think he was a guard for the most of the time in New England, at least when I watched him. I could be mistaken. But regardless, like I always say, getting more depth on your O-line is not a bad thing. We saw how bad that Super Bowl was. You can't have Patrick Mahomes running for his life like that every play. Like I said in the quote, it's well worth the price, and it helps a rare weakness on that Chiefs team. Okay. Um, next one is Corey Lindsay Ryan, you also had the quote for this one. Going to the Chargers. I know, Brandon, you were excited about this one as well. You were talking about it before the podcast. Um, to the Chargers, Lindsay provides a veteran presence on the Chargers O line that didn't protect Herbert enough last year. This was I'm just gonna, this is quote ends there, but this was the p- move that needed to be made. They needed to do something on the offensive line. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I mean I'm not surprised. The offensive line, like you said, didn't really do a great job of protecting Herbert last year. Your uh, first round rookie quarterback, but. I'm honestly not surprised the Packers didn't really have a whole lot of cap space and they couldn't really afford to keep him anymore since he had a pretty good season last year. So I'm honestly not surprised that he went back to the NFC, but I think that this could really shore up the Rams' offensive line, and I think it's a good move. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else to add? Uh, no, but I think that, that pretty much covers it well. Okay, next one was my quote. This one's about Yannick Ngakwe going to the Raiders. Yannick, actually. Sorry. At least I got the last name right. That's the one that's... Tougher. That's true. Um, he's a needed veteran addition to assist a young defense that is still developing is Ngakwe. Um, this was something, like I said, that um, needed to be added to this defense because there's so many young people on the defense right now. They needed to add someone um, with the veteran presence to make an impact, and I think Ngakwe is going to do that. Next one is from Ryan. Um, his quote, this one's about Nelson Aguilar, who is also going to the Patriots, yet another new Patriot this year, a lot of cap space, and they used just about all of it, it seems like. Um, Ryan said that Aguilar is another weapon that continues to improve a pass passing attack that is getting better by the hour, which we've talked about the pass up. Other ones, and it gets better as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, I think Aguilar, uh, he's a bit over-hated, kind of, just because of how rough that time was in Philadelphia with the drops, and there's the whole meme with the uh, the guy, I think there was like there was a fire in an apartment near Philadelphia, and the news interviewed him about like catching babies or something falling from the house, and he says, "Yeah, I was catching them, unlike Aguilar." And <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that clip yeah, or any of these listeners have seen it, but uh, yeah, I think it's um, you know it's not Julio Jones, it's not DeAndre Hopkins, but the Patriots have had success with less than elite receivers before, so I think that Aguilar is a kind of a sneaky good. Um, addition that uh, will help that that you know receiving core that we've repeatedly said just had to get better. Very well needed. Yes, Jordan, your time to shine here. This one's Leonard Floyd being re-signed, um, and he's excited about it. Um, so uh, Floyd being re-signed, Jordan had to say after Floyd's breakout season, both sides are more than happy to strike this deal. Anything else to add, Jordan? Well, I was talking about Johnson earlier and. They had to let uh, some guys go just because there's a lot of big names on that team, but Floyd is a guy that was his first year with them. He had his breakout season. He was previously with my Chicago Bears, so I know him personally as a player, and he was just around. I know maybe some better talent, maybe some better uh, defensive uh, coordinator and just defensive minds there in Los Angeles, so good for him to get a, get a deal. Um, it was frustrating to watch him struggle with the Bears, but it was also good to see him uh, do some good things with the Rams, and I think he'll be a huge help. To And this is a season I think the Rams have a shot to win it all, so I think uh, resigning him could be a big part of that uh, just because they still have Aaron Donald, and once you have to double-team Aaron Donald, then if you have a good edge rusher, then uh, things get ugly for the, the offense. Not even to mention a new quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, of course. I was just sticking with the defense. Yeah, I know. Usually I was talking about the team in general. Next one, um, this one's not a surprise. Ryan actually said it in his quote. I think we mentioned it. I'm at the beginning of the podcast, but Rob Gronkowski 
Staying with the Buccaneers, Ryan says no surprise here, as it was hard to imagine Gronk leaving Brady after being reunited for a year. That that pretty much says it. I mean, I know he said, you know, there was a thing. I don't know whose Instagram it was on, but someone's of him doing an interview. might have been Kyle Brandt, I'm not sure, of him doing an interview. And um, he uh, he said that he liked being a free agent and he wanted to, you know, get his feet wet because he had never been a free agent in his career. So he did that, but at the end of the day, no surprise, he goes back to Tampa. All right, yeah. I mean, it was it was not very surprising. I think we all expected it. Yeah, we um, all. It was just waiting for a confirmation. I would have been shocked if he went somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after winning that Super Bowl. Yeah. Next one is Ronald Darby. I'm going to the Broncos. I did the quote for this one. I said Darby is a unexpected pickup for the Denver to make, um, but should be an important part of the offseason. They have not done too much yet. I wanted them to go out and get Trey Henderson. The Bengals ended up doing that, but they addressed the defense with this pick here, or this pick up here. So, um,. Not bad at all. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. The um, corner situation hasn't ve- really been good. Uh, who's it? Uh, it wasn't Chris Harris that just went there. Who was it? Who was the corner that went there last year? Like the elite corner that went there last year, the year before to the Broncos. You talking about Bryce Callahan? No. Way? I think it was Chris Harris, right? He went to the Chargers. Oh yeah. Well, regardless, the corner situation hasn't really been that great in Denver. Uh, Unless you're Simmons think- is a safety. Oh, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, there's not a whole lot of, su- there's not really, like, a big supporting cast, and I think that's good for depth. Uh, he's a solid starter. Um, he'll get burned every now and then, but that's every corner. So, I mean, all around good move for uh, rebuilding defense. Good way of putting it. Ryan, you're up next. This one is Corey Davis um, going to the Jets. This was a nice pickup for them. Some people think they're going to have a new quarterback throwing to Johnny, not Johnny Smith, wrong Titans player, Corey Davis. Um, Ryan, your quote was, this is the first step to improve a wide receiver core that must be better for whoever is under center next year. Yeah, whether that's Darnold, uh, quote ends, whether that's Darnold or rookie quarterback or whoever it may be, um, this is definitely an important addition. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Corey Davis... He's kind of inconsistent, but let's not forget he was a former fifth overall pick, so he's still got potential. And when he has big games, he has really big games, but then there's games where he's just, you know, whether it's not targeted or not producing. So if he can get consistent, he could actually be a uh, a very good uh, weapon and potentially emerge as the number one receiver on this team. If he doesn't, um, you know, still a very valuable asset, and I hope that the Jets keep adding skill positions. Okay. Um, Jordan, you are next with this quote. Um, this is Bud Dupree. Going to the Titans, um, the Titans needed to address um, this position. And Jordan, you said, finally the Titans get help at the edge rusher position. His presence will be vital in the Music City. Very true, Jordan. Yeah, if you've listened to anything, uh, it's really been Ryan who's just been pounding in. The Titans need somebody at this edge rusher position because they have been really weak at the edge rusher position. And so now getting Bud Dupree, who got injured last year, uh, unfortunately for him, but he still had a really uh, good season, and I think he's going to do a lot of great things in the Music City. I w- if I'm in, I'd love to go to Nashville. Nashville's a great place to be. I've been there, went to a Bears game. Bears lost. It was tough. Not but, surprised. Yeah, well, you know, that was when we start, We kept losing games. But uh, anyways, I thought so, that was always. No, we won the first few games. Remember that? <laughs> anyways, uh, so it's a good move for the Titans. They needed this, and they got a decent one in Bud, my Bud. Buddy the Elf. Yes. Buddy the Elf, that's your favorite color. Next one, um, Saints. This is a re-sign. They re-signed Jameis Winston, which I thought was interesting. I had the quote for this one. I said, quote, Jameis, who still awaits a long-term deal, has another year to prove himself with this new contract. End of quote. Um, they just signed Taysom Hill to another big contract, so I don't know who's going to be starting there next year. Well, the thing is with Taysom Hill's contract, yeah, it's $140 million, but he's on... Uh, the only reason why that they did that is with his contract structure, I think he's making like $7 million each for like the first two years. So really those first two years are an opt-out. And then if whoever gets him after that is kind of screwed with his contract, but that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be able to trade him after the first two years. And I don't think anyone would want that much money. But um, I think this is interesting because now we're going to have a real race to see who the starter is. A lot of people thought it was just – or really just assumed it was going to be Jameis once Drew Brees got hurt. It was Taysom Hill, and now they're both back again getting a new contract. It's going to be fun to see who um, is on the football field to start the season for the Saints. Next up, another one from me. 
Um, I did the quote for this one. Um, this one is Carl Lawson. Uh, this is a very important one. And um, I think this is huge for the Jets to make because um, with Robert Sala as their new head coach, they needed to go out and get a big defensive player. Um, Lawson has been there. And I'm surprised the Bengals didn't re-sign him, to be honest with you. Instead, they went with Hendrickson, which we'll get to soon. But I said for this one, the Jets are showing many signs of having a quick rebuild and adding Lawson is no exception. Exception. Um, I think really the Jaguars and the Jets were the first and second pick in the draft are showing signs of being pretty good next year, um, especially with a move like this that the Jets made. I just talked about Trey Hendrickson. Um, now this next one actually is about Trey Hendrickson. Going to the Bengals, this was a fun one to see. Just A lot of people didn't expect it to happen, but it did. Um, a good pickup. This is what Ryan said. Good pickup for sure about Trey Hendrickson. He's a player that can step up immediately and replace Carl Lawson, who left, which we just talked about. Nice that those are back-to-back so we can tie them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, another good addition. I mean, not really much else to add. Um, I think the quote just kind of summed that up. Okay, um, Ryan Fitzmagic. <laughs> this one was a nice one to see. Not one I ever thought of, but it, it, I really liked his fit with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and... The Washington football team. Jordan did the quote for this one, though. He said, I think the poised veteran gives Washington a shot at a playoff run with an already stacked defense. Yeah, and I mean that Yeah, basically exactly. Uh, just because I'm glad to see Fitzpatrick will have his own shot. Uh, unfortunately, I do see Washington trying to do something uh, similar to what the Dolphins did with signing somebody young and then uh, making Fitzpatrick help him out. So, for Fitz, I think he's still playing at a level where he's really good and he could be a starter. So the fact that he's being kind of, I don't want to say used, but he kind of is being used as someone who's just grooming young people. Uh, first of all, good for him for stepping into that role and doing that. But also, uh, you know, it's uh, kind of tough for him. I think he's really good. I think he deserves a shot to start. And I think he'll be the starter consistently throughout the next year for Washington because he has the talent to do so. And with that defense and a few more guys added to that offense, I think they could have a shot to do some really good things. This was the first big move of Tuesday. Um, it was Hunter Henry going to the Patriots. So now two tight ends added um, from the Patriots. They drafted two last year, and none of them worked out, at least in their rookie years. So they went to free agency to get it. Hunter Henry was a big player that we were um, expecting to see sought out by a lot of teams. Patriots ended up getting him. And uh, Ryan, your quote for this is the Patriots. By the way, Ryan, who predicted this correctly before yeah. we got into it, his quote was, the Patriots just might have built the best tight end duo in the league in less than 24 hours. Mm, I don't know about that, but anything can happen. Well, now they have Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Yeah. They were two starting tight ends last year. Well, yeah, they were starting tight ends, but that didn't mean like that they were the most productive because Hunter Henry's had a lengthy history with injuries. Yeah, exactly. And if he could stay healthy and you got... Johnny Smith, I mean, that's got to be up there with one of the best duos, I, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not be number one, but I'd say it's top five for, for sure. For sure. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Okay, next one was Von Miller. I thought he was Wait, where be, did he go? Uh, we're about to get to that. Uh, I thought he was going to be released and go somewhere else, but <laughs> the Broncos actually decided to just keep him. Why? Um, I don't know. That makes no sense. Yeah, I think <laughs> they just I, I, they went back to their option again. So... I, I I don't know. But uh, my quote for this when I did the quote was, it would be weird to see Miller in another uniform, which it would. So it's nice to see the Broncos give him another chance. Obviously, he had the injury and then some offseason issues. So the Broncos saying, you've done a lot for us. We'll give you another chance despite um, the troubles that you've had during this season they didn't play and the offseason as well. Um, so like I said, I'm just happy to see Ron Miller back in the Broncos, that we'll be able to see him back in the Broncos uniform. That's where you went, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Shaquille Griffin, not Shaquille Griffin. Shaquille Griffin, I think, is also a free agent now. But Shaquille Griffin, um, going to the Jaguars, like I mentioned earlier, um, these teams that are drafting first and second early on in the draft have been rebuilding nicely. Jordan says about Shaquille Griffin, going to the Jags, after many trades at the cornerback position, the Jags have begun beefing up the secondary, starting with Griffin. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think this is a good move. I think Griffin was somebody in Seattle that was um, overlooked. I think he did some really good things. And so, uh, as I I said in the quote, Jags are, uh, I mean, the Patriots are the team that everyone's looking at saying, look how much they're doing. But the Jaguars are doing a lot as well. 
uh, look out for them because they're trying to rebuild quickly. I'm excited to see what they do. Also, we'll wait for the draft for their quarterback, uh, which will most likely be Trevor Lawrence, but only time will tell. So uh, look out for this Jaguars team, and yeah, it's a good move. Shining uh, Shaq. Okay. Um, this was a re-sign Leonard Williams back to the Giants. Again, a key part of that Giants defense last year. Ryan's quote about this one was the Giants defense was underrated at times last year. Williams was a big reason why, end quote. Um, now that he's back, um, Williams has got another chance to lead a good Giants defense, hopefully. Indeed. Yep, I mean, quote says it all. Thought it was good that they were able to work out a deal after, I think, two consecutive franchise tags, if I'm not mistaken, but... Uh, yeah, good for both sides. I think there'll be a lot of success there uh, for Williams for a while. All right, we got a couple of quarterback ones coming up here. And um, two signings for our, our team, one for our, our, um, Ryan's team, and one for Jordan and myself's team. Um, starting with Ryan's team, he has a quote for this one because it's his team. It's Terod Taylor being signed there in case Watson is gone. Um, so he'd be a good backup. Ryan says, quote, solidition at the quarterback position. Good contingency plan if Watson is not there in 2021. I think that's very true. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I, I believe A.J. McCarron, our backup last year, set to be a free or is a free agent now. Uh, so definitely makes sense. Um, if Watson uh, maybe holds out, they don't trade him when he holds out, they have Tyrod there to be uh, the contingency plan, a guy who's got a lot of experience started uh, for several teams. So I, I like the pickup. He'll be one of the better backups in the league, and whether it's uh, – being a contingency plan for Deshaun Watson or helping to groom a rookie, uh, I think he will uh, be good for that uh, quarterback room. Next one's an interesting one. I did the quote for it, and my voice just got a lot deeper and a lot more upset because um, we're talking about Andy Dalton being signed to the Bears. Now, this is a one-year deal, um, but I'm not too thrilled about it, as many other Bears fans are. I'll read the quote that I have for it. Um, I said, probably not the savior to pace in Nagy's career, it's a safe signing, but as a Bears fan, it's very underwhelming, which is very true. I don't know what Nagy and Pace are trying to accomplish. They think that their job is going to be saved by Andy Dalton. I would think, again, if I was them, I just want to see us have a good quarterback. And if Andy Dalton ends up being good, that's great. But I, I don't know. Is he that much better than Trubisky would be anyways? I'd just rather have Trubisky back on the team at this point. I've always liked Trubisky. Um, he's so. a bum. Sorry. That's okay, but at least he's still young. Um, but, uh, I mean, Andy Dalton has been a good quarterback, and I think um, he will shine at points in the season if he gets playing time. Now Foles and Andy Dalton, they're the two quarterbacks there. It's kind of just washed up city, if you think about it. Um, that's I mean, they both had great careers in different aspects of it, but this one's just disappointing to me. I wanted the Bears to go out and make a big quarterback signing. They still have a chance to do it, but I get more doubtful as time goes on, especially with this one. Okay, next one. Uh, Marvin Jones from the Lions is now heading to Jacksonville. Um, Jordan had the quote. He got excited about this when he said, look out for the Jags with an exclamation point. Oh. Very excited. That's the first exclamation point we've had in these quotes. Um, moves like the addition of Jones are under the radar. What will make a huge impact is what Jordan had to say. Jordan, that's very, very true. Yeah, I said it before with the Jaguars. Look out for them, as I just said in that quote. I like Marvin Jones. I don't think he lived up to his full potential in Detroit. Uh, same thing with Kennedy Galladay. I think he's a good receiver. I don't think he's necessarily what you call a wide receiver one, but I say he's what you call a wide receiver 1.5. Um, so I think he's he's got potential to be really good, and I think he'll be a leader uh, in the wide receiving core for the Jaguars as of this point. This one's another quarterback. It's Jacoby Brissett. Um, I did the quote for this one. He went to the Dolphins. Um, I like this one as well. After losing Fitzpatrick, I said the Dolphins made a smart move to get another experienced mentor for Tua. I think that's what they need to do. Tua is still trying to progress and grow as a young player in the NFL, um, and they need another quarterback in that quarterback room anyways, preferably someone that's had a lot of experience. That is a guy like Jacoby Brissett. I think the pairing of Tua and Brissett could be one um, that is good for two of them, um, respectively. I like this move. For sure. Yep. I agree with everything. Not much to add. Okay. This is the last one we have. This one happened about 20 minutes before we started the podcast. Emmanuel Sanders going to the Bills. This is their first um, big signing or signing of the offseason, I believe, because they just did a couple of re-signs, but signing of a new player. Um, 
with Emmanuel Sanders. Ryan, you said Sanders is an underrated veteran addition to the explosive offense that already has a great wide receiver core. Yeah, I mean, I think Sanders is kind of underrated. I think he can still contribute, especially on a team that's ready to win now. That is what the Bills are. That's what the Saints were. That's what the 49ers and Broncos were for most of the time he was there. So I love the pickup, especially with John Brown now being a free agent. So, And their passing attack is already good. Josh Allen is already good. So you get him another experienced uh, receiver to work with. I think that's going to be nothing but good things for Buffalo's offense. All right, there's still a lot more to happen. That's the last one we have, at least right now, like we said. Um, if... Anything happens during this podcast, we'll give you a live reaction. But we are going to miss out on some that happen late Tuesday night and um, Wednesday morning even. We'll have Um, reactions to them, though. Yes, we'll have reactions, but they just won't be on the podcast um, at this point. But um, we will go check out our Instagram, and there will be reactions to them. Okay, that's it. Now we head to our next segment, which is Ryan giving us his top five quarterbacks. Very exciting. So, Ryan, you're about to take the stage. Oh, boy. Um, go ahead. Try not to take as long as I did last time. <laughs> I got carried away and yeah. just talked about it's, the quarterbacks too much. But you only, I did seven. You only have five. Yeah. So, go ahead and get right into it. And before I Spotlight's do... Spotlight's on you, bud. All right, literally. literally. Uh, I, I do, um, <laughs> do want to um, clarify that uh, these rankings could change before, before now in the draft. I still have yet to watch guys like Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask, so... I, I was hoping to have them done by this time, but I just couldn't uh, couldn't find the time. But I will do that um, pretty soon. So just note that these are the only five quarterbacks that I've evaluated. But if I watch someone else and think that they deserve a top five spot, I will adjust my rankings accordingly and inform you guys who are listening. So uh, these things could change. But as of right now, I'm about to, for the first time, to the, you guys listening and also the three other men here sitting with me, uh, reveal my top five quarterback rankings this is exciting there's going to be a lot of agreement and probably some disagreement too but that's what this is all about there better be some agreement i have my notebook here too i just want to go through this experience with right. Brian because i released my top seven last week so go check that out also if yeah you're in this kind of stuff go ahead all right at number five is justin fields from ohio state I I, did i guess that right I think I think I think you did. I did, yeah. My my thing with Justin Fields is first of all, he he's very athletic. He's very mobile. He can move around the pocket quickly. Overall, he's got good throw velocity. Um his throws travel quickly, which is essentially what that means. He's hard to bring down when he's running and he has good smooth mechanics in a clean pocket, but where I get worried is when the pocket collapses or when he's forced to go to a second and third read, then sometimes he panics and just forces a thrower doesn't know when to just throw it away or um you know, just, you know, take a sack. And I feel like that's the thing with Justin Fields. It's the inconsistency. And don't get me wrong, this guy's a great player, a great teammate. You saw him fight through injuries in the uh, uh, the uh, semifinal game this year. He's a great teammate. I, I absolutely think he is a first-round prospect despite uh, this ranking. And um, I, I think that he's got a lot of things that are good, but I also think there's some inconsistencies with the deep ball, with the decision-making. Um, but those are things are coachable, and I think he's absolutely had a great college career. He has a first-round grade, and I also I write potential team fits in, in my notes. I, I wrote down 49ers, Panthers, Steelers, uh, just teams that I think could um, use his services. Fields, I think a guy who could bode great in an offense, you know, maybe run by Kyle Shanahan where they get creative there, maybe with Joe Brady and Matt Rule in Carolina. He's a first-round prospect. There's just some inconsistencies and things that I worry about with his game. Uh, like I said, the decision-making under pressure needs to improve. He's got to know when to get rid of the ball. And I feel like he's overly reliant on running, which is something that um, concerns me especially. If you can run, that's fine. But when you're overly overly reliant, like I feel he is, that's something that concerns me. But not a, not trying to you know slight him. This is a great player, great college career, experience in the college football playoff, played in the CFP twice, three-year starter. Lots to like, so Fields, a first-round prospect, but number five on my QB rankings. Number five, wow. Yeah, Ryan, before you go on to your next one, I just want to say I was close to doing that as well. I didn't think I was going to like Trey Lance as much as I did. I kept him at five. I think Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance are all very close together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just very difficult for me to do, but I'm, I'm glad that you did that and we got some different things because there's a lot to like and potential from uh, Trey Lance, I'm excited for this next one. Here we yeah. go. So we've got number five out of the way. And my number four ranked quarterback is... It's Trey Lance. I'm, I'm building the suspense. It's Trey Lance. 
He thinks it's Trey Lance. Will he be right? It is Mac Jones oh, from wow. Alabama. I do agree with one thing that you said. And Jordan, Jordan's a little rejuvenated over there. He was no. he was crying in the corner. And I had a tough time with this one. I um oh. I actually um kind of went back and forth, but there is a lot to like about Mac Jones. I feel like he um you know, he's not the flashiest. He's not going to, you know, have the athletic ability as some of these other guys, but he, he just knows his abilities. He's not going to, um, you know, try to be Superman. He uses the talent around him really well, knows when to play it safe and take the check down. Great pump fake moves, good at finding the open receiver. And this sounds like an insult, but I really mean it as a compliment and as something that could translate well to the next level. He's a good game manager. He just finds the open receivers. He takes what the defense gives him. Very rarely does he force a throw unnecessarily or... um just, you know, make a flat-out dumb decision. I think he's consistent. Um, his mechanics are consistent. His decision-making is consistent. And um, he, he scans the field well. I feel like there's times where he locks on to, receiver, to a receiver, but I feel like as the season went on, he got better at looking at those second and third reads. So lots to like about Mac Jones. I, obviously, another first-round prospect. I think you look at about middle of the first round for him. Um, but some cons, I got to start out with for Mac Jones, just when he starts to slide look away because it is brutal so <laughs> no look, uh, keep looking well it depends if, if yeah it, it might be cringy but yeah I, I i wrote i phrased it not a natural mover i also said he has an inconsistent deep box i just don't think he has the arm strength as the three quarterbacks that i'm going to name after and there's too many close calls when throwing into tight windows i feel like his throw velocity it's all right but it needs to get better again not as good as the three quarterbacks i'm about to name and he needs to feel pressure better. There's times where I watch Mac Jones and I'm say, okay, I say, okay, that was a nice play. You got the throw off first down. But my God, if that was 0.2 seconds later, uh, that could have been really bad because I do not think you felt the pressure coming from behind you on that play. But again, a lot to like about Mac Jones. I always want to end on a positive note because I all think these guys that I've named and that I will name are first-round players and should absolutely be taken in the first round. Mac Jones, I really could see him... Uh, Going well if an offense is tailored to his abilities like it was at Alabama. That's a big reason why they won the national championship. When I think of Mac Jones, I think of the New England Patriots. Not always the flashiest, you know, coolest plays that are going to be on the highlight reel, but they know how to get the job done. They did it with Tom Brady uh, for 20 years. I actually think Mac Jones uh, in some ways has similar uh, attributes to Tom Brady. Not saying he's going to win seven Super Bowls, but Mac Jones uh, better than Justin Fields. I think he's a first-round player. Good decision-making, good vision. Um, and overall just knows how to manage a game. Just the physical tools aren't quite as impressive as some of the next guys I'm going to name. But, uh, Tyler, I know you're disappointed over there, but uh, it was yeah, a tough... I, I do have something to say. Right, go ahead, yeah, because um, I'm just about to... I do think if Trey Lance played this year, I would be very... I'd probably be right with you. With, um, I mean, depending on how, how Trey Lance played. I just have those concerns. You know, he didn't play last year. He's still a raw guy. Had a lot of, um, he's still young, you know, a lot to go with him. So that's why I have him so low. So I understand your thought process of liking Trey Lance. I just would not want to take an unnecessary risk on him. Um, but I can't understand why you would have Trey Lance at three, as I'm assuming that's who it's going to be next. Um, so go ahead and tell us that Trey Lance is at number three. Well, I, I will confirm, yes, it's Trey Lance at number three. But something surprising, you mentioned the um, you know, lack of playing in college as a concern for Trey Lance, which is a valid one. But Mac Jones and Trey Lance Re do actually, yeah. But Mac Jones and Trey Lance do actually have the same amount of college starts, which yes. is kind of surprising. But it's true. but not college experience. No, I get it. I get it. Mac Jones working behind you know Tua and Jalen Hurts. I get it, and it's a factor. And yes, Trey Lance is my number three quarterback, and I say that because you know when I watched him, I I just see so much talent physically. Like I wrote, I'm gonna read this verbatim from my notes. I wrote. He checks all the physical boxes, and there's not one reason why he can't be great. Because he, I think he's got a great arm. He's very athletic. He can run well and off, and often move around. He can move around in the pocket very well. And yes, only a year of starting, but he stays calm under pressure. No interceptions in the 2019 season. And I know it's NDSU where they ran a lot, but I feel like in a way that kind of makes it scary because you see, oh my gosh, you, we see all these good things for Trey Lance, but that was with a team that ran a lot of the time and a, and a team that uh, you know does not play in you know uh, as often as he or well this year they didn't play as often in 2020 like it's scary because what you see is just barely scratching the surface this guy was a redshirt freshman in the last time he played a full season in an offense that in a way was holding him back because we didn't get to see that arm talent that mobility because a lot of times they just hand the ball off it was annoying for me trying to watch film on him I warned you. uh yeah you, you were right you did warn me of that but for Trey Lance, really just the sky is the limit for him. But I will say I do think that um, 
for him, I think proper development is going to be key yes. because I don't think he is a... He's got to go to a team that knows how to develop quarterbacks like the 49ers or something like that. If he goes to the wrong team, I think it could be a devastating career for Trey Lance. Exactly. So I say he's at number three, but I also say that whoever drafts him needs to be smart. They need they can't rush him in, you know, because if the Bears were to if the Bears were to draft him, for example, I think that would end poorly for him because we're not good at developing quarterbacks in a system like Shanahan's, which is somewhere I think he could end up going. Yeah, I think that fit him very nicely, um, which is once again why I'm like it's got to be a right system fit with him, and there's still a lot of work to be done. Has some played in an actual game in a while. That's where I have my doubts. But everything you're saying is very true. Yeah. I like him just as much. If he ends up being one of the better quarterbacks in this draft class, I mean, I'm, I was never low on Trey Lance. I'm not low on any of these guys. Yeah. I'm low on any of them. I'm most low on Justin Fields because I see the most cons for him, but he's also done a lot more good things in his college career. Well, but do you think that, like, as you guys, we've been doing mock drafts for, like, the last three episodes. Yeah. And he's often mocked to the Panthers. Yeah. If yes. he gets mocked, if he gets drafted to the Panthers, do you think realistically he could develop into like the good quarterback with the potential that you with, see from him? With the Panthers, yeah, he got Bridgewater there. Take a, yeah, I mean to like be a bridge quarterback. I'm yes. saying because he should not be rushed in. I don't think. No, yeah, I I, I think so too. If Bridgewater stays there, and um, Matt Rule is able to you know get him under his helm and take care of him in the correct way. I think he could be good in Carolina as well. There's just some risky places. If he gets drafted to a team and that goes. Oh, that's not going to end well for him. Even though if the te- I mean team sees the talent and wants him, you got to know if he's going to fit your team or not. And I just think certain teams that does not fit him at all. That's yeah. where I get a bit scared. Yeah, and it ma- it makes sense. And uh, the first team that I thought of when I, I was watching him, I thought of San Francisco because I was yes. like, they believe they can win with Jimmy Garoppolo, so they don't have to rush Trey Lansing because they can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. And like North Dakota State, they're a run heavy offense. I think they'd. Love his skill set, uh, the skill set of Trey Lance, that is. So I think maybe you start Garoppolo. You can still probably get to the playoffs with Garoppolo. And, I mean, you got to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo, so it's not like you can't win with him. And it, it, they've said, at least, that they're committed to him. So maybe you start Garoppolo, get Trey Lance there, get him familiar with the playbook, get him with an offensive guru like Kyle Shanahan. You know, they got good weapons there in San Francisco. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne's gone, but they got Kittle, Ayuk. Um, Debo Samuel healthy in that nice group of running backs. And I want to say really quick before I move on to number two and number one, which shouldn't take that long, um, with Trey Lance, I think part of the reason that um, I, I liked him a lot was because he reminded me of Deshaun Watson, and I'm a Texans fan, and at the time reco- we're recording this, Deshaun Watson, the Texans quarterback, so I've watched a lot of Watson. So just seeing the way Trey Lance kept plays alive and move around, moved around in the pocket uh, really uh, gave me Deshaun Watson vibes, so there could have been a little... Um, you know, just rem- kind of reminding of myself of Deshaun Watson saying, you know, that's why I like this guy. So, yes, three and three to five, all very close, but I'm going to make number two and number one. I have one no quick. issues with this list right now. Like, yeah. Trey Lance, you either, when you go, you, I, you have your doubts about him, but you say, oh, whatever, he's, yeah. he's so talented, who cares? And that's where people have put him really high, and then there's those who are like, Oh, but there's those doubts, though. Yeah, there's... Like, it's, it's hit or miss on depending what team he goes It to, is, and it really about. is. And, and really quick, just to... Anyway, we're having a great discussion, but I'm taking too much time. Yeah. Like, he is just scratching the surface because th- this is an offense that didn't even let him throw a lot. There are times where he threw, like, what, 15 passes a game? Yeah, he'd hit, like, 150 yeah. yards in, like, half the games because he's only throwing, like, yeah, it, 10 times. Yeah, and there's still things to work on. I feel like sometimes his deep balls are a little overthrown, but I feel like a lot of things are fixable with Trey Lance, so if he gets yes. with a good offensive mind, I think the sky's the limit for him. So I'm eager to see where he uh, falls on draft night because that could be very telling to how his career will go. All right, number two. I already know these ones. We've had a conversation yeah. for this podcast. So. Number two is Zach Wilson from BYU. Love, love, love Zach Wilson. I will say Zach Wilson is much closer to Trevor Lawrence than he is to any of the guys that I just named. It is, you know, it, it's it's not obvious. I mean, I think you got to do your homework on both of these guys. I Obviously, by default, you know I do think Lawrence is number one. But things about Zach Wilson, just seeing the way he moves in the pocket, the touch he has on some of his throws, reminds me of Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray a little bit too when you talk about the pocket presence specifically. But Zach Wilson, uh, good arm strength, and he can throw deep confidently. He gets rid of the ball quickly. He feels pressure well. And obviously his best trait is, is just the touch on some of his throws. It's like you might have just might as well just go walk up and hand it to him because you couldn't have placed it any better. And I, I literally wrote he has those wow-type plays that balance strength on your throws and touch on your throws. Good mechanics, and I said simple but effective throwing motion and overall makes good and quick decisions. And I, I really think that Zach Wilson, you know, yeah, he only had one year of being truly elite, but that was the case with Joe Burrow, and it looks like that's going to be okay. So, uh, oh, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so 
Got a little distracted there. Um, so, yeah, I think that Zach Wilson will have a tremendously successful NFL career. He should not pa- fall past the number two overall pick, whether it's the Jets taking him or someone else that trades up. Tons to like. Reminds me of Mahomes a little bit. Good decision maker. Very athletic. Great ball placement. Number two quarterback, but just, you know, the number one guy in this class is Trevor Lawrence. It's a lot closer than I expected it to be. I'm glad I watched uh, Zach Wilson first. Uh, because, you know, if I just watched Trevor Lawrence first, first I would have just been like, oh, yeah, you're number one, whatever. But it's a lot closer than you think. So if you're just assuming it's Trevor Lawrence by a lot, I highly encourage you to watch the film on both of these players. But with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, three years of elite production. Uh, some things I like about him real quick. Good shoulder movement, does good pump fakes, poison calm in the pocket, knows when to take a sack or throw it away, finds a second read well, goes through progressions well. Good running ability, kind of surprisingly good running ability. Not afraid to take a hit. Good job getting balls to the sideline quickly and good arm strength and throw velocity. Appears calm and poised in the pocket again. Uh, good at finding an open receiver quickly. Ideal size and frame for the position. You get the idea. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best prospect in this draft. And that does it. Those are my top five quarterbacks as of right now. Still um, guys I have left to watch. But as of right now, it's uh, going from <laughs> one to five. It's uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. But to be clear, I think that... All three or all five of them, rather, are first round pro- pro- prospects. All right, yeah. Um, just quickly before we get on to the mock draft, I just really, really quickly. Um, with I think I, I pair these guys into two groups I go Wilson and Lawrence, um, in a group, and then I think Jones, Fields, and Lance are all very close. The more I've thought yeah. about it, I said last week that Fields and Jones were very close. I think even Trey Lance is even in that group now, where all three of them are so close in terms of what they can be, different in those own aspects. So um, I, I see that list, Ryan, and I, I like that list a lot from you. It's a bit different than mine, but yeah. I, I, I understand your thought process going through it all. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon, let's move on to the mock draft we are doing. Which mock draft today? All right, uh, do you guys want to do Cynthia Freeland or Chad Reuter? Ch- Cynthia. When was Chad Reuter? Is this recently? Uh, March 5th. Okay, when S- was Cynthia Freeland? March 2nd. Um, let's do Cynthia. Yeah. I want to do some because hers are analytic based. Yeah, analytic so let's based. let's say that first. Okay. Uh, Jordan. Jordan's kind of just upset once he saw that Mac Jones was not Ryan's fifth ranked quarterback. <laughs> Jordan does not like Mac Jones. All right, go ahead yeah. and start, Brandon. Number one pick. We already know who it is. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Number two pick to the New York Jets. Penny Sewell. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't think the Jets should get out of this pick without drafting quarterback. Um, if they did do that, though, Sewell would be a guy that could be an option for them. Yeah. And um, if you're talking statistically based, I can understand why Sewell is so high up on this list. Yeah. I mean, nothing really else to add. Uh, I think that I I literally just said that Zach Wilson should not fall past number two. Uh, in this case, he does. So I think if the Jets don't want him, they should uh, try and trade down. All right. Uh, number three, most of the time this guy's mocked to the Dolphins. Not much to say. Jamar Chase, they need wide receiver help. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't signed anyone. As yeah, kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, so this one makes more yeah. and more sense as free agency goes on. There's still a chance to sign people. Yeah. Kenny Galladay is still out there as we make this. Yeah, and Juju and, and Will Juju, Fuller. Yeah, and Fuller as well. Um, so plenty of options still. If they don't get one of those guys, I mean, I say it every single podcast. I'm watching Jamar Chase right now, but uh, wide receiver this early frightens me. We were talking about Corey Davis earlier. He was the fifth overall pick, and look how that turned out for the Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a risky play. All right. Pick number four, uh, it's Atlanta Falcons, Quiddy Pay. I, I like it. Sure. He should go right about here. He, he's a lot better than I think some people realize. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, go watch the tape. He's 100% the bed, best edge rusher in this class, and he would fill a need for the Falcons that uh, need to get better defensively. A lot of people probably think this is a surprise, but I think this is right about where Quiddy Pay should go. Uh, still yet to watch him, but I really want to start watching him just based on what Ryan says about it. <laughs> All right, pick number five to the Cincinnati Bengals. Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Usually you'd say Sewell here, but obviously he's gone, so this makes sense. Nothing else? Pretty fast, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, again, same pick, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Out of Florida. Um, they just resent Ertz. I don't think so. No, I think they're trying they're to trade Ertz right now. Yeah, I think they haven't. He hasn't. They're they're doing some trade talking. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, um, that makes sense. Wide receiver, tight end type of guy that would fit the offense nicely. Really, any offense nicely. Pick number seven, Detroit Lions. Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I think this one's been mocked before. Yeah, I've seen this one 
mocked a lot. Um, it just seems like Parsons would be a Detroit type of guy, um, someone that they would Bite like. Kneecaps their, off. Yeah, I don't think he'd be biting any kneecaps, but um, maybe later on in his career, but not in rookie year. All right, pick number eight, Carolina Panthers. You guys know Trey Lance is usually mocked here. Who do you think it is? Analytically based, it's probably going to be Justin Fields. Yeah, I'll agree. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Oh, I forgot about Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, me too. Shoot. There's, he's not falling to eight, but again, this is analytic based. Someone's trading up for Zach Wilson in, in this, if he doesn't go up to. Oh, think. God, yeah. With the Dolphins. Denver Broncos at pick number nine oh, yeah. select Justin Fields out of Ohio State. No. Um, <laughs> well, I mean. Ryan says no because he likes Drew Locke. Yeah, that's not, ma- I, I, that's not meant as a slight against Fields. It was more so I don't think Denver should take a quarterback in yeah. general. I think Fields, uh, Fields, Jones, and Lance will go all between, like, whatever that pick. Eight Nine. and probably 15, 15. or 17, yeah. I would say. They're going to go between 8 and 20 would be my guess unless someone trades up. Um, and I think that's deserving. Sometimes you got to reach on the quarterbacks. I think they're all around um, the – 13 area in the draft, um, just just to put a reference point out, but yeah. Pick number 10, Dallas Cowboys, Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, a dresser. Um, not, a, not a bad one as well. I've seen this one, I think, before. Um, so I like it. I'm just looking for my pencil. Oh, I found it. Yeah, I mean, they need to get better on defense, uh, really at all uh, three levels. I mean, obviously now corner is even more of an issue with Chidobi Awuzie gone to the Bengals. So, uh, yeah, I mean, got to be defense for Dallas, I think. Um, pick number 11, New York Giants select Devontae Smith out of Alabama, wide receiver. I like it. Yeah, me too. Jordan, you got anything to say about it? You've been silent over there. Uh, I've seen a lot of receivers mock to the Giants. They didn't help in other places, but Smith is too good of a penalty to pass up, pass up on, I think, at this point. Okay. Pick number 12, San Francisco 49ers, Caleb, 49ers. Uh, Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Yeah. I think it's good. Go ahead. You said Farley, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to lose Sherman. Uh, did they lose someone else, too? They re-signed Jason Verrett. Yeah. They did re-sign Verrett, that's right. Um, so a one-year deal. Yeah, but they'll, they're going to lose Sherman, so they're trying to fill that void. This was made before they re-signed uh, Verrett, and we'll see what happens with Sherman. But uh, I, I could see them going to the cornerback position. Not many weak spots on that team, uh, but that's one that could use a bit of help. All right. Pick number 13. Los Angeles Chargers select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Ooh. They and just well, lost Hunter Henry. They did. Yeah. yeah and, but they just got Corey Lindsley. So, it, I mean, it's not – they just upgraded their offensive line a bit. They could try to do more, uh, or they could do more to help out Justin Herbert. That's their decision. I'd probably go line, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think about this one if I'm the Chargers. I mean, I get – you know, another good weapon for, for Herbert. And, you know, I, I think that team is absolutely a playoff team next year. I could say that even before the draft. Um, uh, their future's looking pretty good. But, I mean, you know, you can't really say no to it. But at the same time, Corey Lindsley is still only one player. And that whole line, I think, needs to improve. But I understand the point, And we'll see uh, what they actually do come draft time. Okay. Pick number 14, Minnesota Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker, guard out of USC. Um, as a Bears fan... Um, I would not want to be playing against Vera Tucker twice a year, if not more than that. Um, I think this is a good pick for the Vikings, though. Okay. Anything else? Nope. All right, pick number 15. This is interesting. This guy's usually mocked. You know, I'm not going to say what the pick is, but I want to hear your guys' guess. Uh, what team is this? Patriots. Okay. Um, this guy This guy has gone before this pick all the usually? time. Every single mock draft before this pick. Trey Lance. That was my guess. Yeah, I'll go with Lance. Yeah. It is Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance on pick number 15. Uh, and two for two on guesses. 15 today. for Trey Lance? Yeah. I, let's see. I have Trey Lance. I wouldn't be surprised a, if he I went around here. I changed it to here. a 94%, so that's about like 15 to 17 in the draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to do those number greens. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he went around this... Uh, this part in the draft, um, he did have an okay, He did have a good pro day, but obviously he did miss some throws. He overthrew a couple balls, but yeah. all in all, it wasn't bad, and I wouldn't be surprised. Bill Belichick would be a good head coach. Obviously, it's a complicated offense. Cam Newton would be a good quarterback to 
learn behind. Yeah, similar play styles. Exactly. So I I I don't see why it would it wouldn't make any sense to take him here. Maybe it's uh, best player available on your draft board at this point. Could be. Could be, but because they just signed all those guys, maybe they want assurance if Cam gets injured uh, or has some off the field issues. Because let's face it, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is Jared Stidham is not a great quarterback. We don't really know that yet, though. Well, I mean, he he's thrown like maybe four in his first two, like two seasons. He threw four passes, one of which was a pick six. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, pick number sixteen, Christian Derisaw, uh, Virginia Tech, offensive tackle. Nice. I mean, Cardinals. Uh, they got to protect their mobile quarterback. Derisaw is a guy that a lot of teams are rumored to like. I like the pick. I'm in agreement. Pick number 17, Las Vegas Raiders, Jason Away, edge rusher out of Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched Away. I, I mean, That's a Raiders pick. Yeah, it is a Raiders pick. <laughs> That's actually a great way to put it. I have a second-round grade on him. I think he, he could become a first-round type talent in time. He's just really raw. He needs to get stronger, needs to uh, learn how to beat guys with a bull rush. But he's got great speed, great athleticism, great finesse moves. Overall, a good tackler. So lots to like about him. I just don't think he's quite at that first-round level. If if you know if he's you know three years down the road, he could be at a point where he would be a first-round type player. It's just when you look at the first round, you look at usually immediate impact, like day one, what can you do for me? Well, Owe, I think I have a second-round grade on because I think he'll take some time to develop at the NFL level. Okay. Pick number 18, Jalen Phillips out of Miami, edge rusher. Miami to Miami. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, yeah, the Dolphins, um, I think they'd uh, like that uh, edge rusher help. I mean, they've gotten a lot better defensively over the past few years. So, uh, yeah, edge rusher heavy uh, first round and – wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins make the trend continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, pick number 19, Washington football team selects Patrick Sertan II, cornerback out of Alabama. Ooh, this is like the lowest I think I've ever seen Sertan. Yeah, um, it is characteristically low, so if Washington could get him, I'd go ahead and do that for sure. Yeah, they need help at the secondary. Um, they need help in a few spots, but the secondary is definitely one. On that defense, they need help in, and on offense, they could use them up in some places. But um, you know, two two of the best wide receivers off the board, and you're not forced to go wide receiver at this point. All right, pick number twenty, Chicago Bears. I want you. I want you guys to guess it. He knows the pick already. He looked at my laptop. Yeah, I saw it. But <laughs> I was, well, was going to make an extreme guess and then say I got it right. And he was who, like, wow, but I saw. Who it. do you think it is? It's so it's not someone you'd expect. Uh, it's something that I don't think has gotten into the first round in the last couple mock drafts we've done. Not that I can remember. No. I gotta think. Because uh, usually they, they would mock, uh, they would mock an offensive guys. guard or a tackle. Wait, okay, so it's not. Yeah, I do remember that being. Yeah. yeah. Um. Very abstract. Never heard of this Just give him a wide guy. receiver. It's yeah. a wide receiver. It's a wide receiver. Uh, oh, um, is it Marshall? No. Is it um, Amon Ross St. Brown? No, no, it is Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Oh, I've heard of him. He hasn't been in any of these. He was talked about a lot earlier on in the season. I think it's died down more, but who knows? It could rise back up again. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, pick number 21, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I could just see him um, being with the Colts. Yeah. That just fits very well. Yeah, especially if they don't sign a veteran corner in the remaining portion of free agency. All right. Uh, pick number 22, Tennessee Titans select Christian Barmore, uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, I love Christian Barmore, and the Titans need this position. I think this would be a perfect fit. I want to find him on my yeah. thing here, just R- so I can say yeah. where I was going to do that. Um, I have him as a 97% on here, which is about eighth overall in the draft, if I'm, or somewhere in that area. I don't know the exact numbers, but I really like him, so I think that'd be a steal. Yeah, pair him with Jeffrey Simmons, and now they got Bud Dupree there, uh, outside linebacker. Uh, that D line needs to get better, and uh, if this unfolds, it just might. All right, pick number twenty-three. New York Jets select Greg Newsom, the second cornerback out of Northwestern. Um, did they get any quarterback cornerbacks? I'm trying to think. In free agency, not that I can yeah. recall. No, so this makes um, sense as well. Pick number 24, never seen this guy mocked in the first okay. round at all. Offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Yes. Oh, Dylan yeah, Raddins. Dylan Raddins. I liked him when I watched him. Um, I have him as a second-round player um, just because I get worried about the talent he's playing against. You, know, you can talent those 
FC, what is it, the FCS? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can block those FCS players, but what happens when you're blocking SEC-type players? That's just what I don't know. It's unproven. He's a strong guy. Or just NFL players. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or just NFL players. Uh, but I don't know if I'd say first round for him at this moment. Yeah, I mean, this is the Steelers, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, they got to get uh, some replacements on the O-line for some guys that have uh, left and or retired. So, I mean, if you're going to try and get one more last run at this thing with Big Ben, I think you uh, protect him, and that's what they would do. All right, pick number 25, Jacksonville Jaguars select Jeremiah Owasu Kamaroa out of Notre Dame. Um, that's the already, Jaguars? Yes. Yeah. They already started making additions to their defense. This would be a, another addition that would help them. They signed Shaquille Griffin and then um, Marvin Jones on offense as well. So that would be another addition that would be nice for them. When I make my first mock draft, this is probably where I'll have him going. Not bad for the Jaguars. When will that be? Uh, I can make it now. Pick number pick number twenty six. Cleveland Browns select Trayvon Morig, safety out of TCU. Um, Well, this was made before they signed John Johnson. I was just gonna say that John Johnson's there now, so it made sense at the time. I doubt they do it now. Is it Morig a safety though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't John John Johnson a safety? I think he is. I thought he was a corner, but someone fact check. Well, also, we'll, we'll get on that. Also, in fact checks, uh, pick number 27, Baltimore Ravens select Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot more first-round mocks now. Um, so, I'm not surprised by that one. Yeah, again, mobile quarterback, got to protect him. Safety. Makes sense. What were you going to say, Ryan? No, I just said mobile quarterback, got to protect him. Uh, can't go wrong there. All right. He's a strong safety, though, so he played on coverage a lot. Okay. okay. Um, well, what is more? I guess I'll find out. Yeah, we got to watch him. Uh, pick number 28, New Orleans Saints select Kadarius Toney. Ooh. Florida, yeah, wide receiver out of Florida, and this is after uh, Emmanuel Sanders left. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders left. He's now with the Bills. This would be a similar fit. Um, a guy that was like Emmanuel Sanders early on in his career, very explosive, good route runner. Um, so this would be a nice fill-in for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but whoever it is would love to have a weapon like uh, Tony. That'll be Winston. <laughs> we'll see about that. But pick number 29, Green Bay Packers. Love this pick. Wide receiver. Oh, no way. Marshall. Out of Minnesota. Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Yeah. Rashad Bateman. Um, I think at this point, if they want to just go positionally needs here, Bateman's probably the best one left on the board. I still need to watch him, and I'll be watching Marshall in the coming days. Um, so I have an opinion on him, but Bateman will take a little bit to get there. But if they want to go receiver, he's probably an option to look at for sure. Yep. Pick number 30, Buffalo Bills select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of OSU, Oklahoma State University. Uh, another one that I've seen in more of the first round, um, a lot more. Probably around the right spot if he was to hop into the first round. Bills would be a nice place for him to settle. Yeah, maybe help improve that run game a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, pick number 31. Kansas City Chiefs select Aziz Ojulari, edge rusher out of Georgia. Yeah, I, I liked Ojulari. I had a first-round grade on him. I had a first-round grade on, I think, at least four edge rushers. So I like the pick just obviously this was made um, you know, a couple weeks ago. And just if the Chiefs don't add any more linemen, I know they already added Dooney, but they still released two tackles. So I think this could definitely be someone like maybe an Alex Leatherwood or something, Jackson Carmen, or any, any type of tackle really. Because uh, they need, do need to add depth to that O-line, and the draft is the way they could do it after cutting uh, <laughs> Mitchell and Schwartz. But um, as far as Ojolari is concerned, kind of that uh, defensive end linebacker hybrid can play both roles well. Uh, very athletic, good tackler, hard hitter, and uh, also decent range as well. Kind of reminds me of Gregory Rousseau from Miami. I feel like those two have similar play styles. You'll see that when... You go watch them both, but um, I, I get the pick, but I also think they should give a hard look at offensive line, especially uh, if they don't add anyone else in free agency. Okay. Uh, pick number 32, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Levi Onwuzuriki, defensive tackle uh, out of Washington. Who? <laughs> Onwuzuriki. That's kind of like Igbenogany from last year. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I've never heard of him before. Yeah. That's going to be a tough last name for me to learn. Um, um, I know about the player. Uh, yeah, I, I, if that's right. Um, but Igmanagni was one last year, like I was saying, that um, I had to walk it through with Ryan because it's tough to say. But I feel like same thing with Anwuzuriki. Anwuzuriki. Um, 
Uh, you'll be able to pick it up once you get it. I still, I've not watched anything on him, so I don't want to say anything. Yeah. That's it? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's all 32 How picks. long has this podcast been, Jordan? Very long. It's been, let's see, at this point, uh, where is it? Well, you're just making the podcast. Oh, there it is. It's an hour. Oh, okay. So that's about that's about what last week was. All right, let's wrap it up right there then. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to give us a good rating. Also, make sure to go check us out on Instagram um, at the Touchdown Table. No spaces, no caps. Um, no cap. Uh, yeah, give us a good rating. Go Cop. check out our YouTube channel, <laughs> the Touchdown Table on YouTube. We post three videos a week on that channel. I think that's all the plugging I can do for today. So with that, we will see you guys Like later. the podcast. Oh, subscribe. Okay. I think follow I, us. I think I said that already. And with what Brandon yeah. said, and with that, we'll see you guys later. See, see ya. ya.